Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Paper Stack Snackables. I am Brett Berkey, and this is Rick Allen. Hello, and we're here today to talk about something that is very important and something a lot of people might not pay attention to all the time or even ask for, and that is called servicing notes. Servicing notes, yes. So important to have those. Um, Servicing notes are every little thing that's going on in the life of the loan that your servicer, um, when they interact with either the investor yourself or when they interact with the consumer or the borrower, or when they interact internally regarding the loan. Um, that's something you, you don't know that either, but th- those happen or those are recorded in the servicing notes. And as um, an investor who's looking to buy loans, I always look at the servicing notes um, and try to read through them and see what's going on with the loan because it, it helps you. We always say learning to tell the story, put the story together, find out what's going on with the loan. Um, just like any good movie, there's multiple storylines going on, right? And you can okay. learn that by looking at the servicing notes. That's interesting. So, like, do you always ask for that when you're buying a loan? I, I do. I ask for the servicing notes because I want to look at it and the different storylines you might see are what's the interaction between the borrower and the servicing company? What's the interaction between the servicing company and the investor? What's the interaction between going on internally between the servicing company, right? Okay. If they're asking for something and they have to repeatedly ask for it. And what you're trying to do is if it's a non-performing loan, and this is where it's really important. Mm -hmm. It's good to look at it for the performing side, but the non-performing side, you can pinpoint where's the breakdown. Mm -hmm. And and the breakdown might be that, hey, the borrower just can't pay. They're not going to pay. They don't want to pay. So you, you know that there's the issue. But what you also might see is the borrower tried to make the payments three times or tried to set up a, a payment plan or they tried to run loss mitigation and the servicer lost their loss mitigation packet or the servicer gave them a, a clean, straight denial for not having, for missing a signature. They do that. Yeah, I've seen it happen before where a borrower has tried to send in a loss mitigation packet and wow. the servicers lose it. It gets lost in the mail or the servicers say you missed a signature or you didn't fill out this document and they just, they decline it or they'll send them, they, they have, there's procedures they have to follow. And in order to cover their, cover their ass, the servicer, they have to issue certain letters at certain times and it's easier just to straight do a clean Wow. Denied instead of go back there and say, here, I need you to properly fill this out or something like that. And at the end of the day, the servicer, each asset manager may have 500 loans that they're working on. Wow. Wow. What does that do to the confidence of the borrower in the house when they get something rejected because they missed a signature and they get a certain thing all over again? The frustration that goes in there, if you talk to some of these borrowers, they're so frustrated. They're like, I am done with this. Mm-hmm. Like that. And this is less of an issue now than it was five or six years ago, but it's still something that I still see. And so you need to look at the servicing notes because you can see, look, where's the issue? Where's the breakdown? Does the borrower want to stay and pay? If the borrower wants to stay and pay, 
and it's a non-performing loan and I see it and it's four years delinquent and I can go look through there and say it was mismanaged by the servicer or, you know, mismanaged by the investor who didn't stay on top of the servicer or something along those lines. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to find the competitive edge to say, ah, this is actually one that I can turn and make performing if that's what you want to do. Or if you don't want to, if you want to take the house back, you want to say, why is it taking so long to get through the foreclosure? What's going on? And you can start reading through the servicing notes and finding out the story, putting the storylines together. You say servicing notes, are we talking just like, this is like a page? I'm imagining you sitting down with a pile of paper. It's a digital file. It'll come to you. Each servicer is a little bit different how they send it over to you. Sometimes it's called interactions Mm -hmm. is the name of it. It'll come maybe on a spreadsheet. Sometimes it's a PDF. You just have to ask for the service. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. It all comes over different ways, different documents, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's if you had the loan for three or four years, it could be ages of stuff to read through, but you can scan through it and figure out the story pretty quickly. It's not like you're going to have a thousand comments to read through. No, it's a couple hundred comments Mm -hmm. and you can read through it and get an idea of what's going on. How often does it actually fall on the service for them actually screwing it up and just not really caring? Is that quite frequent? Falling on the service for them screwing up and not caring. I'm sure they always care, but at the end of the day, that's not, that was Poorly phrased. I, I meant the fact. Well, I was like, what kind of question is that? Are you, sh- <laughs> you, you No, they care. It's just sometimes things fall through the cracks. And like I said, they might have 500 assets. That's what I'm saying. Like some gets, but you, those are like, oh, that's a base hit right there. I can knock that one out of the park. But just, like, just being able to laser focus on that loan. In it, look, it's important to understand also that it's not just the servicer. It doesn't fall. Blame always fall on the servicer. Okay. Servicer has got certain rules they have to follow, guidelines. They're also at the mercy of the investor. They're at the mercy of the lawyers on the other end. There's a lot of moving pieces. Mm. Um, the servicing notes are just where you can go in there as an investor, get in there and read the story and try to figure it out. Interesting. What happens if you get, say, you are doing a seller finance one mm-hmm. and you buy a seller finance non-performer and they have no servicing notes? That's tough. It's tough. Sometimes you'll hear people will keep, they'll write stuff down on pieces of paper and you'll ask for DFD servicing notes. And some people will keep some detailed notes of conversations. That's not the norm. At that point, it's just, you have to figure out and start asking questions and talking to the seller and figuring out, hey, why, what went wrong with this? So 
Do they ever let you talk to the borrower themselves? Sometimes if you want to do a borrower interview, say, look, I need to talk to the borrower. Will you give me permission to do something? Like, yeah. So you reach out, talk to the borrower. Figure out with them, hey, what's wrong? Why'd you stop paying? Do you want to pay? Yeah. You get the right from the horse's mouth. Hey, do you want to pay? Yeah. All right. If I buy this loan, do you have any money you can put down? Yeah, great. Let's do a deal. Here, I need you to sign this estoppel. It's for your protection and my protections. At that point, if you don't have the servicing notes, you have to go into detective. Right. Our interviews are a great way to supplement the servicing notes or replace what you might find in the servicing notes. Interesting. Sometimes in the servicing notes, you'll also see stuff like that doesn't pertain to necessarily what's going wrong with it, but you might uncover some hidden stuff like in there that the sellers not be forthcoming with. Right? Oh, wow. There's past due taxes. Or we found one for hurricane damage, right? It was up in the panhandle. And in the servicing notes, we had, we actually had ordered a, we'd ordered a BPO, we'd ordered a title report. Mm-hmm. And it was an external BPO where they drove by, took pictures of the house. Okay. And the house didn't look bad. It looked pretty good. I was like, wow, this is pretty clean. But in the servicing notes, there was, there was notes in there about how much damage had taken place internally on there. I guess a leaky roof or stuff like that. Mm. And it was just, it was a lot of stuff. And, and actually, I didn't catch that. We had hired a company. We ran it through them and said, here, can you run through this? We hired them to do our due diligence on it. So we paid for everything, gave it to them. They read through all the servicing notes. They read through the title report. They looked at the loan and then they put together a report and they said, here's the report on it. And they red flag stuff. And so all I had to do was read the report and read the red flags. That's a valuable service. Huge service. Yeah, it was worth it. It depends. Like those are the things you need in place to scale, right? To get bigger, to get better. You can go through those things and look yourself. If you're buying one or two notes, but when you have, when you're buying 50 notes. Oh, at one time. Yeah. You need to put somebody, you need to put some stuff in place. That's interesting. Yeah. Servicing notes are key. Did you end up buying that one? No. No? No. Was it performing? No, it was a non-performer. Wow. It was, we were going to take, we were doing it to get it back and do a quick spin on it. But when we realized that there was damage on there, now that was probably two years ago, two and a half years ago. I would have bought it. We would have been making a lot of money from the way the real estate market went. But mm. yeah. So that's interesting. So in there, you can also find, they will put back taxes in there. Yeah. Yes. They will say, hey, you'll just see like, an, what they'll do is they'll record an email. So if there was an email to the borrower or to that borrower, to the investor or an internal say, hey, taxes are due on this for 2019 and the amount of 4,336. Do we have permission to pay or something like that? And you can track and say, oh, no, they didn't pay it. Or these taxes are still past due or, oh, there's a forced place insurance on here. I see that they have a forced place policy. They don't have insurance. So you can see a lot of different things in the taxes. You can see how the loan's being handled. Interesting. And then the taxes are usually only not being paid when it's not performance. No, sometimes if something, maybe they don't, they're not escrowed for taxes. When the, the loan's performing, but the people have been paying their real estate taxes, you might get a notice in there. How do you work around that? How do you work around what? You just, would you, in that case, if you saw that, you're just like, oh, 4,000, you'd deduct that off what you're going to bid, what you're going to bid, because you have to probably pay that? Yeah, I would bid. I would do that. Hmm. 
That's interesting. Yeah. So interesting. So in, in servicing notes, you can find this story. You can find stuff about taxes. You can st find stuff about... Find everything. Everything. Yeah. It's a Cliff Notes version of what's going on with the loan. So servicing notes, between servicing notes and pay history, I guess if it's not performing, you're not getting much of a pay history. No, you get a pay history there too. Yeah, but hey, it's not going to... Maybe it'll be sporadic. You hmm. never know. That's interesting. So always ask for the servicing notes is the mm -hmm. key takeaway. Yes, I do. Interesting. So that's the importance of servicing notes and why you should look into them, find the story, read the book, do what Rick does and break it down. So that's it for this episode. But if you guys got one of your own that you want to hear about, be more than happy to go over it. By go over it, I mean interview Rick on the information. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, but then uh, we hope to see you at one of the upcoming events, either DME or Note Expo. Yep. And those are at the end of September and October 1st in, in St. Pete. And the other one's in Dallas. What's yeah. that? In Dallas. Pity, what's it called? What's that? It's called something. It's else. right outside. It's at the DFW Hilton. So it's, yeah. it is in Dallas. Yeah. But that's it's everything for this episode. We hope to see you on the next one. If you haven't liked or subscribed, please, of course, do that. So that's it. Thanks.